0: This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone.
1: Hey, Jeremy. How are you?
0: I am doing well, Marisol. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. I just got back from dropping off one of my children at college. So it's been a, using one of our last guest's words, transformative. (laughs) It's been a
0: transformative
1: transformative week for me.
0: Good. So what type of feedback have you been getting from our last episode with Mary Carmen?
1: The feedback I've gotten has been all 100%. You know what? Actually, for the whole podcast, all 10 episodes up to date, what I've received via email or social media or text, pings, etc., cetera, um, has been 100% positive. I've yet to receive anything but wildly positive feedback right. about the people we're interviewing and <clears throat> i will say for mary carmen's episode i feel like i i, I can't say exactly the number but I, I feel like there was a lot of oh my god i was crying <laughs> i was crying a lot of uh, our coworkers listened to that and felt very inspired so that was awesome that made me very happy and um, i'm very i'm very proud of that episode I, ha- I have been thinking, though, Jeremy, that I thought I mean, that episode was such a wonderful personification of our mission and the Gonzalez family and their dreams for 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 the company. It's such a bold initiative, you know, that mm-hmm. that QualPhone has to touch every employee, their families, and communities to have a positive impact on all those things, and. I started to get a little scared because it's like, we are a company with thousands upon thousands of employees in an industry that can and does have its challenges. Mm -hmm. Are we doing it? Are we accomplishing it? Is it happening at Qualfund? Does that translate? Because, you know, if you have some experience in BPO, you know that not every employee has had an idyllic utopian experience.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And I think, I mean, let's just be honest, the reputation of the BPO industry contact center is high turnover by its very nature. It's very reactive. And so, yeah, I, I, I share that concern, you know, how, how well are we all, you know, as part of the human condition, right? None of us are perfect. How, how well do we do as rank and file employees of Qualphone at living these values and living the mission genuinely at Qualfund, And I think that's good to call out. And I can, I can tell you, in my role, I do the supervisor certification training. So I am training new supervisors all the time. That's a big part of, of what I do in my role. And, you know, let's just be honest. I have the opportunity to hear experiences that are shared with me that aren't positive. And I think that's just the the reality is that we, none of us are perfect. Uh, we have a great goal, a great mission as a company. And I think that's our, that's our challenge as leaders in the company is our founders have set this standard and that's our great challenge to to try and live up to that standard.
1: And I think it's, it's a challenge that we're meeting head on mm-hmm. and, in my experience I feel like I could speak <laughs> I feel I could speak for the whole BPO industry no I can't say that but I feel <laughs> I like could speak that I confidently can say that we are trying harder yep. than any company I've ever known even outside of BPO mm-hmm. to try to satisfy people
0: well and you know what's interesting Marisol and our guest that we'll be talking with today, I work with him. I mean, he's, he's my boss. And I have sat in on several interviews where we're interviewing, whether it's someone who will be a poet that we'll, we'll talk about today, whether they will be a Qualphone university coordinator, whatever, whatever the role, you know what the main questions he asks them are? They're about strides values he will ask them what's your interpretation of this you know particular stride's value how would you live that so and he's not the only one and i guess my point here is that no we're not perfect uh, many of us fall short well all of us fall short at some point but it's nice that we have these these values as a as a measuring stick right we know that and a lot of companies they don't you know they 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 talk a good talk but we actually hold these strides values up and say are we living up to it and and i see it those discussions about strides values come in when we're making business decisions and that's encouraging
1: to me i look at the intention where the money flows and what i see is a company with the highest absolute intentions I've ever experienced. So we can't always say that we have a hundred percent employee satisfaction. I don't know any company that can, because I don't think in the human experience that's possible, but we're trying. <laughs> we're trying and that we can meld a world that is BPO has a spiritual alignment and has a mission like we do with the conversation we're about to have about processes and engineers and continuous improvement. To me, it's just, it's amazing.
0: It is amazing. And you know, I get to work with our guest every day because I report to my guest. (laughs) We're, we're talking with Al Baron-Achia, who is the director of Qualphone University. And Al, I, I am lucky to, be able to, to, like I said, work with you every day, and, and we are constantly talking to each other, um, but I would love for you to share just a brief work history, and, and
2: tell us what you do now for Qualphone. Sure, Jeremy, and uh, thank you for, for inviting me. I have to say that I am the lucky one, Jeremy, because I get to work with you every day. Well, thank you. <laughs> The, um, to answer the question, I, uh, I'm an industrial engineer and uh have a, a master's uh, degree in uh, operations research, which is mathematical modeling and uh, information systems. You know, I've been in the professional career for almost 40 years now, coming into 40 next year, and um, in that time for about 35 of those years, uh, I spent in you know manufacturing supply chain logistics in in several different you know industries certainly manufacturing also you know marketing and and uh, sales for retail uh, the products that we that we manufactured and also in um in technology so i worked for ibm and some of its subsidiaries selling software for manufacturing so that was my life before i came to qualcomm five years ago mm-hmm. and of course. Uh, I have been in the position you just mentioned.
0: Anyone listening will probably think, well, this man with the background in manufacturing, in operations, in mathematics, all of this stuff that you do, you're in charge of Qualphone University. How did that happen?
2: Well, it, that is a very long story, <laughs> and uh, but it, it basically happened, uh, you know, with a uh, having a conversation with our chief mission officer Roberto, who I I knew from before, regarding leadership. You know, in and on we we went and talking about leadership and how to create a, a solid foundation where uh, mission leaders can stand on and and launch from, and uh, and become better and better mission leaders. So that was the the beginning and in the end is what uh, you just described today.
1: First of all, I think, you know, we talk a lot about mentorship. And so I consider, I don't work directly for Al, but I've worked with Al on a lot of different sort of ad hoc projects. <laughs> I always feel like scared to let Al know that I'm working with him on something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have always been good projects and I always have fun working with you.
1: Well, but there's generally one call I make to you where I'm like almost near tears. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a he's also a, a wonderful example of the mentor tenant that we have so so much at Qualphone. Al, I want to start out with, we're, we're titling this podcast, Continuous Improvement. The first time I heard that phrase, I was about 20 years ago. It, It was actually Mike Morrow at a different company, not Qualphone. And it was probably the busiest I'd ever been in my career. It was before I was married and had children. And it was easily 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. I was traveling, a lot going on. And he calls a meeting and presents which to me was the first time I remember hearing (laughs) this idea of continuous improvement. And I remember i I never said anything to him, but I remember at the time just completely shutting down because in my head I was just like, what? (laughs) like When am I supposed to do this? So I'd like you to start with sharing what is continuous improvement, why we do it, how we do it, and why it's so important to us.
2: Sure. My um, well, as the term says, continuous improvement, right? To improve continuously, to improve continuously. When I think of continuous improvement, you know what I think of? The Olympic Games. I think about that because in the Olympic Games, we break records all the time, you know, continuously, you know, for years and years. I don't know. The modern Olympic Games started, what, in the late 1800s? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. ever since then, we have been breaking records in every single Uh, sport there is every four years right and then you know you say why well the reason is people are thinking that it is possible it is possible to do it a little bit better you know and you think about it there's so many ways in which one can can improve right speaking of the olympics yes uh, you know perhaps the tennis shoes have become you know more efficient and, and better tennis shoes to to strive and, and, and be faster or updated um,
1: technologies and-
2: exactly but also uh there's you know you think of the swimmers for example and uh, hey the water is the same for years and years and years right yet the swimmers continue to become better so the essence is that people become better if they want to and they can it's it's a matter of willing to to become better Speaking of setting, you know, breaking records, I remember very well early in my career, um, the, the president of the company I was working for that was in manufacturing. One year he said, you know what? We're not going to have any goals this year. What? Everybody's like, hey, this, this is great, right? <laughs> you, all, you all have a floor, but there's no ceiling in this company. This is the way he put it. Meaning, you know, you stand where you are at today you know, the, your indicators, your KPIs, and so forth. That's where you stand today. But you can go, the sky is the limit. You can go anywhere you, you want. And then from there on, instead of measuring against a set goal, i.e. the ceiling, he said we're going to measure how often we improve and then how much. So those are going to be two indicators, and you can go as far as you want. So to me, that is continuous improvement. To continue to improve to eternity. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and I, I told that story about Mike because it's something I feel that he's he's been obsessed with for years. So fast forward 20 years, we're working at Qualphone. I'm Six Sigma certified and we're listening to this. I'm I'm on a conference call, let's say I, I don't know how many months ago, and the majority of the people on the conference call are Six Sigma certified and I, li- I got really emotional on the, uh, listening. I wasn't participating in the call. It was actually Juan Pablo was presenting someone else that works for, for Al. And I just remember getting really emotional because I'm like, oh my God, this is like his dream realized 20, <laughs> 20 years later of a company who completely embodies this cultural, you know, culturally, we, we're constantly striving to identify opportunities to improve. I I mentioned Six Sigma a lot. That's also under your purview. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Six Sigma?
2: Six Sigma. Well, Six Sigma is a a methodology or philosophy of improvement like many others. You know, when we say continuous improvement, that's like saying sports. And then under sports, there's uh, football and soccer and hockey and baseball and so forth. Right. There are many methodologies. Six Sigma is one. You've heard about Lean, perhaps, and Theory of Constraints, and 5S, and just-in-time, total quality management, those are all continuous improvement philosophies or, or methodologies. Uh, Six Sigma is very comprehensive and it's one of the, of the ones that deal with data very well. Uh, that's why we in this, uh, in this industry uh, use it and use it very effectively because uh, we produce in this industry, in the BPO industry, we produce a lot of data. So Six Sigma comes in very, very handy. Uh, We do apply many other concepts here in the company. For example, Lean, that calls for identifying and eliminating waste. Uh, We we do that a lot. As a matter of fact, that's how we start many projects. When we identify there is a waste of some kind, and there are many kinds of waste, actually, it's like seven, and then we we identify the waste, and and then we go and apply uh, some Six Sigma Uh, you know, methodologies in order to be able to eliminate it and and improve. So um, that's what Six Sigma is is all about. It's a a methodology, a philosophy of, of continuous improvement in the modern administration, no? So, Al, from someone
0: outside the company looking in, they might see, you know, this commitment to continuous improvement, Six Sigma, Lean, all of this, and think, oh, that is great. But organizationally speaking, someone might stand back and go, okay, why is this falling under the mission? Because you're part of the mission. You're over Qualphone University, which I think people assume correctly that it's typically corporate universities are about you know, learning and development and learning leadership skills and all of those things. And in our organization, this uh, continuous improvement rolls up under you in the Qualphone University. So how does this sync up with our mission, this focus on continuous improvement?
2: And th- that's a great question, Jeremy. And, uh, and of course it was not my, my decision, it was an executive decision. Whenever that decision was was made, we're only you know a conduit to get education. And uh, like any other university, I mean, you're in charge of the Six Sigma education, Jeremy, and, and the certification and, and all that. And that's half of the answer, right? The other half is putting it in practice. And we see how regularly in universities there's uh, this consulting area, this consulting effort as well, right? So in my mind, that was the perhaps the motivation to have both education and, and consulting under the same umbrella. And the reason why it's under mission, uh, well, number one, you know, Qualphan University and leaders, specifically Leadership Academy was already uh, under mission. Uh, I think it is a good place to put it because if you think of, of our mission, you know it is it has like two big sides. One is to become the best uh, company there is, a partner for our clients, right? And the other one is to make every every person's life better. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you think uh, if you think about it, those two need each other. They they it's like a symbiotic relationship there. They cannot live without each other, because the better company we become the more resources we have to make everybody's life better through what the mission says, right? Uh, finding mm-hmm. helping them to find their vocation and developing their vocation, right? The happier and the and the more developed they become, the better they perform and the better they perform, the better business we become. And there we go on and on and on in a virtuous cycle, right? I love uh, that. So to me, it, it falls right in, into the mission because Because of that reason, I think. So I think it's safe to
0: say that continuous improvement is a component of management. And it's something that people don't fully understand. And so that's why we invest the time and effort into training folks this. And because it's an overall approach to managing, it makes sense that it falls under Qualphone University.
1: You know, we have a lot of acronyms in our industry. And... The next one is uh, coined by us at Qualphone and it's something that I consider makes us, it's a, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, differentiator. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did. From other, from other BPOs and that's our, our poets, which again falls under your (laughs) purview. Al, so could you tell us what poets stand for, why do we have, um, and why our clients love this concept so much?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm sure it's not because they like the poetry that we write. <laughs> <laughs> the, the poet. The poet is, stands for Process Optimization Engineering Team. So, uh, you know, anyone who become, be, belongs to that team becomes a poet. That's, that's the way we, we look at it, no? Mm -hmm. Now, what do poets do and and don't? I'll start with what they don't, perhaps. They don't own the process that they're analyzing uh, or studying. They don't make any decisions regarding that process. Poets go in and and they assist, they facilitate in a a project, and they do it for for different reasons. In in many, many occasions, uh, many more than what we know, Employees in the company don't need us. They don't need a poet because, as you all know, we have uh, how many now, Jeremy? Over 1,350 Greenbelt certified employees in the company. So there's a lot of knowledge out there, and uh, there are a lot of people in the company who can identify a problem and, of course, can use the tools to solve the problem. In some other cases, however, especially with new initiatives such as end-to-end, zero-to-60, build-to-pay, uh, the strategic account initiatives, um, that's where poets come in and, and help best, I think. In some other cases, there's a need for more airs of energy to be able to tackle a problem, you know, man, more man hours and, and we can help there as well. But, um, we, we do that. We facilitate and, and we assist. That's what POLIS do.
0: One thing that's, that's very interesting, unique to us, I think, is the fact that every supervisor in the company is required to be Six Sigma certified. Uh, that means they go through you know, continuous improvement training. They actually receive certification from a third-party organization. You know, they go through a long test. Anyone that's tested for Six Sigma, you know what what I'm talking about here. So we've got this immense focus on continuous improvement and folks getting certified. And and as Al mentioned, we've got over 1,300 current employees who are Greenbelt certified. And yet on the other hand, we've talked about in, in other podcasts, this focus of our mission and specifically our strides values. So, Al, how does all this inertia behind, you know, Six Sigma and continuous improvement, how does that overlap or tie in to strides values? And specifically, when we talk about our poets, how does that all work? How do they align with those strides values?
2: Thank you for asking that question, Jeremy. I think it's a great, uh, a great question and uh, very much to the heart of Qualfo, no? what we do and what we believe and what we preach every, every day. Mm-hmm. As you well said, you know, all of our, our supervisors uh, go through, through the training, not, not only the Six Sigma training, which is very, you know, analytical, mathematical, and so forth, but they also, and you're one of the best in giving the strides values and teaching the strides values, right? Uh, one can say that those are two opposites ends of the, of the spectrum, and perhaps they are. But here in Qualfon, I believe the spectrum is not a line, it's a circle where the ends meet. And I found that out because when I was first coming here into Qualfon, I had, um, had a couple of companies. Uh, one was a manufacturing company and the other one was a consulting company that I, I kept very small on purpose because I wanted to meet with my clients myself. I didn't want to have consultants meeting with my clients, so I kept it very, very small. But I, I always thought I, I had in, in my in my mind a, a a list of behaviors that I wanted to show with my client to be able to be effective in my work as a consultant. When I came to Qualphon and um you know within the first two or three weeks, I heard you, Jeremy, <laughs> <laughs> teaching the strice values. And um, you know, consulting was very fresh in my mind, because I had you know just done it done it over the past one or two months very much and i was going well these are the exact behaviours that i was looking for in my consulting work you know when you think about service a consultant is at the service of his or her client isn't it in a teamwork well you create a team and you belong to that team just as if you were part of the of the company that you are consulting to right mm-hmm. uh, of course results it's at the center of you know, everything we do in consulting in any way, right? Integrity. That's a very, very important one. Integrity. Many times, and I've seen it in in my life, i work with consultants a lot, uh, how a consultant can become a little too proud, perhaps, of what uh, his or her knowledge might be in compared to his client's knowledge, right? And start not behaving with a whole lot of integrity, perhaps taking some credit for things that are not totally his or hers for the better of his business as a consultant right that's not behaving with integrity same thing with dignity you know many times and because of the same reason a consultant may look down to put it that way to the client because of the knowledge that he or she has against what his client uh, understands or knows encouragement is huge because um, as we all know, when we engage in a project, it's something like extra additional that we have to, to do, right? Yes, it is done so that I can improve and perhaps I can become more efficient and have more time in the future, but it is an investment. And like any investment, you have to persist, you have to stay on track to be able to do that, you have to be encouraged. So we, as consultants, as poets, we're encouraging the teams to continue on and, and work. No, and then there's spirituality. Spirituality. Uh, yes, I do believe that we are enlightened <laughs> by our uh, our creator uh, many times in order to be able to figure out what we do with certain obstacle in front of us, but also. You know, and the way that we look at it here in Coalfin is the golden rule, right? We like to treat others. I would like others to treat us. And um, that is very, very important. I mean, that goes, if you think about it, all the values before spirituality, service, teamwork, results, integrity, dignity, encouragement, they all are finally put together in one single one. And that is the golden rule for spirituality. So to me, the Straits values are key, are a a great foundation. I just couldn't believe when I first came in, I said, my goodness, this is the list I had been trying to put together Mm -hmm. for all this time.
1: Al, that was beautifully said. So Al, with Qualphone University and all your experience, all these certifications that we do, What do you find is the hesitation most commonly? Like I mentioned for me, you know, 20 years ago, it was, where am I going to find the time to do any of this? But you know, generally speaking, what do you see as a common hesitation?
2: We all feel that way because we're human beings. You know, very often when when we go to something, whether we're young or not, uh, we learn something new and we don't dare to use it right away, at least not. All the time, not everything we learn. The reason why, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, sometimes it is fear of uh, perhaps not doing it by the book, or fear of being criticized, or whatever the case may be. And sometimes we also justify it with time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. You know. When I think of um, of fear, you know, I think of sports. <clears throat> I think of you know those great uh, sportsmen that we have uh, seen and heard over over the years. Uh, Michael Jordan in basketball or you know, Messi or Ronaldo for those who like soccer they're great scorers and, uh, and they try they try a lot they take a lot of shots to be able to, to score one time but one thing they don't have is fear <laughs> they don't care if they uh, miss they don't care if somebody's going to criticize them they know that if they don't take the shot they will never score so that is one thing that I always think of. And I try to tell my students when I have the chance to teach them, dare to use what you have learned. If you don't use it right the first time, I'm sure the second time it will be better. And by the third or fourth time you use it, you're going to be a pro. So that is, that is with that. When, when time is the issue, I think of, uh, there was a coach, coach for UCLA mm-hmm. uh, in the 60s and 70s. His, his name was John Wooden he brought the team to 10 championships in 12 years so he was very 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 effective and he has a he has a lot of quotes i read of him a lot because of of his leadership type quotes there's one that that um, that i always think of and that is he said if you don't have the time to do it right the first time when will you have the time to do it over right so we we need to think about this you know when when uh, we sit and we say, hey, I don't have the time to do this. Well, this is the time that you're going to invest. So every time you do this, you're gonna do it right, right? So time is, is a like money, You know, it's a, a very, very precious commodity that we all have, we all care a lot about it and we should, but we need to think of how we spend it wisely to use one of the, of the agreements. Uh, because spending it wisely mean, means utilizing it, investing it where it best belongs, right? Perhaps in, in, to conclude, here, here at Qualfon, I have seen, you know, and, and again, I've been you know, almost 40 years in, in, in my professional career, all of them one way or another involved in continuous improvement. And um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like what we have here in qualfun, And I really mean it.
1: It's like seeing his dream realized when I say that's because in other companies, I'm not, sh- I mean, it's been exposed or we went through maybe a training or two, but it's not in the culture. It was never in the culture right. the way I, I sense it here at qualfun
2: Yep. And um you know, there's always room for improvement, of course, so we, we, there is improvement to, to, to go through, but the, we're already today, and I don't know where we sit, I mean, it's very hard for me to measure, but I, it, my gut feeling tells me that we're very, very high, not only in the BPO industry, in every industry, very, very high as, as far as how uh, high we have reached already the um, continuous improvement culture that we wanted to reach. And, and that is because of many things. One is the structure that we have, which uh, we have been talking about through education and, and the work we do in, in the consulting area, but also the tremendous uh, work and ability that our employees have already because they have the knowledge and, uh, and the, the capacity to do this. Speaking of the structure, I think one of the key success factors in, in my opinion is the the support from uh, specifically the the chairman the ceo and his executive team a top down approach it couldn't have been done better in this in this company there's a not only the support but the engagement exactly, uh, yes. of uh, of the of our executives mike uh, for example you know, it's, it's about hours. It's not just about what he says or what he thinks. It's, it's the number of hours that he puts into uh, continuous improvement you know, projects.
1: There's buy-in from the top, from the very, very top to create this culture within our organization, which I think I also, you know, we've talked so much about in our employees, but what a benefit to our clients as well. I mean, this is what we bring to them this organization that has such a passion for education and continuously improving, not just ourselves, but in turn, their business.
2: And we've heard it already from the clients themselves, exactly what you just said. Performance to me equals capacity times motivation and the, the, the multiplicator that is important because you can have all the capacity in the world. You can know all the tools, you know, be a, a, A super black belt and and, and be you know have all the knowledge in the world but if you're not motivated if the motivation is zero the performance is gonna be zero the other way around the same thing if you're totally motivated but you don't understand the basics you don't understand the tools can use them uh, your performance is gonna be zero so I think it's a combination of both and here in Qualcomm, that's exactly what we're doing, We're, you know, the, the, the tools, the knowledge is, is being given in a very structured, very serious way. And that motivation is is huge. I mean, we could not be more motivated to, to improve than in this company. I've, I can't think of, of one. I mean, I, I read books and articles and stuff, and I don't, I don't see this story. I hope it's a story that we write about one day.
1: Well, we're sharing it on this podcast, and I thank you for coming on and sharing all the wonderful things that you do within Qualphone, for Qualphone, and even if I were to leave Qualphone, all the things that I'm taking with it, I get to take with me for the rest of my life, and it's a blessing to have that, these educational resources available to us. It's just another thing that makes us special.
2: Absolutely, and I'm grateful for you all, and I'm also grateful for for the company and the opportunities that it provides to to all of us as well. Marisol, well well said.
1: So Al mentioned that currently we have about 1,300 certified employees. Mm-hmm. I know I'm certified. You're certified. You teach certification for the supervisors, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth it's worth mentioning that Mike's certified. I believe Alfonso is certified. I know his children are certified. The cert- <laughs> like, <laughs> the cert- like this is this is not a a thing to check off the list. This is like entrenched in our company's DNA. Absolutely. All
0: all the executive team is certified. Our chief financial officer is certified. All the folks that work for him are certified. Our chief mission officer is certified. I mean, trainers, HR managers. Just about everyone in leadership is certified.
1: And I I just want to take a second because I always do have hopes that, you know, we have people in production who listen to our our podcast. For some people, regardless of position, maybe the idea of getting Six Sigma certified is intimidating because math is not their first love or second or third. (laughs) But don't let that intimidate you. Because being able to learn to read the charts and understand how data is collected, it's just a great gift. Well,
0: and, and we've done a great job. I say we, it's not really me, but like our facilitator, Scott, does a phenomenal job of talking about it in terms of tools and kind of demystifying. And taking even someone who doesn't like math can understand many of these tools and put them to work right away. And and that I think is what we're talking about when we say it's, it's become part of our culture is this mm-hmm. idea of continuous improvement as a mindset. And even if you're not a mathematician, there are still takeaways and tools that you could put to work right away that can impact the organization.
1: Yes. And I think I, I also just want to add that Qualphone is an organization that It it is okay to say, I don't know the answer. I don't understand Mm -hmm. because we we're like surrounded by teachers everywhere (laughs) and they want to help.
0: And that's a great point.
1: Well, Jeremy, I've had my boss on twice. This Mm -hmm. is your first time. Well, no, I guess Roberto indirectly. Um, (laughs) How did it feel to have your boss interview your own boss? You know,
0: Al is, um, you know what we were missing from this, which we don't hear, is Al and I were both on our best behavior. (laughs) So what we missed was, there's a lot of uh, joking that goes uh, around and, and Al's just very humorous. He's a very funny guy, very fun to work with. And interesting story, and Al didn't share this. He's very modest. He's a very modest guy. But remember when he was talking about Olympic athletes you know he's talking Mm -hmm. about athletes and all this well a lot of people don't know this Al was on the Costa Rican national team in volleyball and during the time he was there it wasn't an Olympic year so I don't believe he ever went to the Olympics but he's a you know he's a Olympic level athlete and of course again Al always downplays it and he'll tell you you know I, I wasn't the best athlete but it's interesting when you hear his story is he, he said as he was trying out for the team, he kept making the cut. And they'd, you know, they'd start out with 100 people and they'd get down to 50 people and, and he kept making the cut. And he finally went to the coach and he said, Coach, I appreciate I'm still on the team, but I know I'm not one of the best players here. And his coach said, you might not be the best player but I need you on this team because of your attitude and your leadership. And, you know, that's, that sums up, that sums up Al. That sums up Al. Completely.
1: Yes. Yes. I find him very calming. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) No, that's a very good word for it. He's, he, he's very steady. Yes. He's very grounding. Grounded. Yes.
1: Yeah. Very grounded. So I've always appreciated getting, advice from him and you know, navigating my career at Qualphone. I'm grateful for him for doing the podcast. And Jeremy, thank you for partnering with me on this journey of the Mission Qualphone podcast. I can't believe we are a number 11. Thank you everyone for subscribing and following us. We really, truly appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Mission Qualphone. Remember, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.